This is episode number two with Christine Nielsen. So let's go, 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 I follow, oh, oh, you go, cause Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in and welcome to another episode of The Invention Show, a podcast about all things invention and reinvention in life and business. My name is Tak Lee, entrepreneur, international property investor, inventor and the host of this show. I hope you're all having a wonderful day wherever you are and just want to say a big thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do make sure you subscribe, leave a comment and share with a friend and it'll be greatly appreciated. Today, we've got an amazing guest with a story to match and I'm very excited to have her on the show. Christine Nielsen, founder and CEO of Contrast Results Group, Master Coach, official member of Forbes Coaches Council and a mum of three. An individual of inspiration who has reinvented herself multiple times and just blows my mind how she pulls it together. Okay, that's enough from me. Let's jump into the show. Welcome, Christine, and uh, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I'm so tickled that you asked. <laughs> so the first thing that I like to ask um, all my guests and uh, for those who are not familiar with yourself, and your work is, can you please give us a window into your, you know, your background, um, life story, who you are and what do you do? That's a really long window. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So today I am the founder and CEO of Contrast Results Group. We're a boutique consulting company. We use a coach-based approach to consulting and we really stand in that you show us a business problem, we'll show you a people problem. So we help companies transform, build their leadership talent, create futures that are unpredictable and align people inside of those futures. Now, that's what I do today. And I've been doing this uh, kind of transformational consulting and coaching for over 27 years. So that's where when you say I'm a master coach, I am. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's the hours and the grit and the, the people that I've worked with and studied with and, and all of those things that have been a culmination of my life's work up until this point in my journey. Oh, that's awesome. So in that 27 plus years, Christine, that you've been involved in, um, in coaching and consulting, I mean, what do you wish you had known when you first started? Is there anything diff that you would do differently? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first piece um, would be to let go of any self-doubt and lack of confidence that I don't have the right stuff. And I think that element in and of itself probably stopped me more times in my career than anything else, bar none. Mm -hmm. And it's really that believing in myself and having the grit and the gumption to go for it, regardless yeah. of anybody else's opinion. Well, that's awesome. So if you could turn back times you now, you know, when you first started when you were 18 or even younger, you now what would you tell yourself? My 18-year-old self, I would tell her to stop being so critical yep. and let go of all of that negative baggage that I'd been carrying around. You mm -hmm. see, when I, I stumbled into coaching through my first job out of university, I was in the pharmaceutical industry. And I was one of the top reps in that industry and in a very short period of time. And the reason why is because I didn't have any limitations. I didn't have preconceived notions about what you can and can't do. So yeah. I was going for it all the time. And I was breaking rules all the time that I didn't mm. know. Existed. And then um, at some point, I was introduced to a transformational coach. 
And I went, wow, this is not my chair. That's my seat. So the one thing I did well is I went after that. I really wanted to understand what is this thing called transformational coaching? Nobody had heard of it. My Mm -hmm. colleagues were saying, don't drink the Kool-Aid. And I was saying, no, they're onto something here and I want more. And so I studied and worked really hard uh, once I met that first coach. And with, by the time I was 24, I was leading international programs for a public company. That is awesome, Christine. Awesome. So can you share what do you think has been your biggest challenge or, or failure to date, just to give someone an idea about you know, where you have come from? Sure. I yeah. think, um, I don't know whether this was, I think this was my first early on, probably the largest yeah. challenge that I faced. Mm-hmm. I come from a very humble beginning, very humble background. My parents were married really young. Uh, They were 19 when they got married, 20 when they had me, and 22 when they uh, divorced. So as I was growing up, you know, I had this notion that something's different about me. I don't quite fit in here. And between being raised by very vulnerable, very young, young parents and having red hair, that was not an asset back then. Um, it was always a bit of a struggle to have an experience of belonging and feeling like I fit in anywhere. So I went through a lot of turmoil, but I think the biggest challenge was when I was 10 years old, actually 11, I, uh, I'd been living with my mom for a long time. And then I moved in with my dad when I was 10 so that my mom Mm -hmm. could kind of figure out some things for herself and in her own life. And In that year, my new baby brother was born, and there was a point where my stepmom gave my dad an ultimatum. Either I go or her and the new baby go. And in that moment, um, when he told me, you know, he picked me up and he he actually, I had to go and live with my grandparents. And it was devastating. It was one of those times in my life where my dad was on this this pedestal, and I held him in really high regard. You know, I got into competitive women's hockey to please my dad. I did all these things to get his attention and to be worthy of his love. And in that moment when he had me, he left me with my grandparents, it was like this complete shift in who I was. So I'd already lacked confidence. And I started to create this story. Well, if your own dad doesn't love you, you must really not be worthy. There must definitely be something wrong with you. You're completely broken. And in that, you know, that started to morph into, you know, questioning that, but I became to, to compensate for those feelings and how I felt as a young girl, I started to prove myself to people. I'll show you. So I was the first person from my family to graduate from university. I have a degree in economics from one of the top universities in the country. I was the first person in my family to leave university and get a six figure job with a car and a full benefit package. I had arrived, I had made it, you know, and I'd shown my dad. When he retired, I made more money than on, on my paycheck than he did. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'll show you. And I was holding on to this really deeply rooted resentment. Yep. And the more I succeeded, the more I kept this story in place about not being good enough and not being worthy. And I share that with you because it was that very first coach that I had worked with that said, if you don't complete that and it wasn't it didn't exist for me like a story it was real this was my life Mm -hmm. it was real my dad blah 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 all that stuff we all have stories but I was being defined and shaped by my story 
So when I was 21, mm. I remember driving to Kingston and I sat down at my dad's table and I said to him, do you remember when you left me? And he said, I never left you. He said, I was messing up so badly. I needed to not hold on to you like a trophy. I needed your grandparents to step in and do a great job and have you live the life that you deserved. And he goes, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Wow. And that moment changed everything for me. You know, I went from being a person who wasn't worthy and wasn't lovable and wasn't even, you know, valued enough to being someone who I was loved so much and cared about that my dad did something that a lot of people wouldn't have the courage to do. And I could let go of those resentments and all of that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. that allowed for a 20 year relationship with my father that was, un was never going to happen in the way that it did because he died quite young of cancer. Mm -hmm. So my point in saying that, cause you asked about, you know, that story yeah. and I, what are those adversities? Those, they did two things. They propelled me forward until I hit what I would call a bankruptcy or a, a point where it started to get in my way yeah. where that I'll show you, I'll prove to you attitude started becoming my default and started to really get in the way. I had a nickname in my 20s when I was working in, in one of the consulting firs that mm -hmm. I was eventually hired into. They called me Hurricane Christine. Ooh, I can see that Christine. I, I'm a powerhouse. <laughs> the problem with hurricane <laughs> is when you look back, there's a path of destruction. Yeah. And I didn't want to be that person. So that's what, you know, allowing me to shed those stories and allowing me to really examine who am I and what does reinventing oneself look like, yeah. I've not stopped. I'm still doing that today. Mm -hmm. And I'm still constantly revealing and understanding who am I today as a leader and what impact is that? Yeah. Wow. Powerful. Totally awesome. So Christine, would you say, you know, going back to your transformational coach, you know, everyone has like a breakout point in life where you know one thing that basically changed everything would you say that was one of your breakout points where you know when that happened everything just changed early in my career 100 percent. Yeah. that was mm -hmm. the shifting moment for me where i could actually examine that i'm not the function of my past and i'm not the result of all the stories that i had built up around me mm -hmm. and i can actually invent and create and be whoever i choose to be but I did have to do some work on all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I've hired coaches throughout my life at particular points when I was ready for that next level, when I was ready for that reinvention. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So through your years of uh, you know, experience in consulting and coaching, I'm sure you've you know, come across many individuals who've said to you, you know, geez, life, yeah. is, life is challenging, you know, life is tough. So what do you see as the most common uh, reason for people, you know, that either give up on themselves or, or fail? I think, and right now it's such an opportune moment in time because the whole world is on a timeout. Mm. We're in a reset. And a lot of people are looking at that question. And I think the biggest question I ask people is what did you leave on the table? Mm. It's not necessarily where, you know, and that's the invisible part because people will say, well, I've accomplished these things in my life, yet there's some sense of dissatisfaction or it's not quite enough or they don't feel like they've measured up to either their own expectations or some invisible bar that they feel they have to measure up to. And what I ask people always 
is what are you leaving on the table and what is it that is having you leave that on the table? And I'll give you an example. For me, um, growing up in an era where I was coaching and doing transformational consulting, Tony Robbins was like the big name. He was the mm -hmm. branded guru. And one of the things that I had always done is, even though I had very successful career in Fortune 500 companies, I've worked with some of the top CEOs of a lot of companies. I've also worked a lot with entrepreneurs. I knew there was something that I was still leaving on the table because I hadn't shared with other people a secret dream that I had. And that secret dream was that I wanted to be on the same stages and impact people in a similar manner. My, my methodologies are similar, Tony. I have this similar training, but they're different. But it was that I didn't even tell anyone. I didn't have the courage to say, this is what I want in my life. Why? And that's where I'm saying, I'm saying to you, what are we leaving on the table and why? And it was really the fear for me, it was a fear of, you know, well, he's already done that. There's no room. It's crowded. There wasn't, there was lots of room at the time. Now it's a lot more crowded in the space <laughs> of speaking and transformational coaching, yeah. but there's still very few people who do what I do in life. And there's no one that has my voice behind mm -hmm. that yeah. or the skills that I bring to the table but I still kept comparing myself to other people. So there's a, there's a phraseology that we use in neuroscience called FOMO, fear of missing out. Okay. Fear of yep. what other people think mm -hmm. is another big fear. So, and then there's also this fear that we uncover, that we look at when we're discovering why people do what they do and what stops people. And that is also a fear of success. Yep. What if I actually accomplish that, then what? Mm -hmm. And that's real for a lot of people. And for me, it was very real. So to step outside of that, I hired another coach who put me on some of those, the world's biggest stages because he held me to account for my word. Yep. And he, you know, really helped me do that. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, you've had so much success um, through the years, Christine. So what inspires you now to, you know, keep going, keep pushing and uh, basically, you know, keep growing? I, I don't know whether it's an innate talent or a mm -hmm. gift. It's just, I can't imagine living a life any other way. Yep. And I've known for a really long time, you know, you asked me a little bit about my childhood. When I was seven years old, I had a really crazy and bad experience. And I remember sitting on a swing that my grandfather had built for me. And I remember wearing this yellow dress and I was pumping my swing as high as I could make it go. And I remember having, feeling like my feet and my body were touching the clouds, like I was in the sky. Mm -hmm. And I had this moment where I really uncovered for myself that my life matters and it's important. And my job is to figure out what that is. What impact do I get to make? What difference mm -hmm. do I get to make? Yeah. And it was in that moment, because I really thought to myself, you know, God or whatever your beliefs are, doesn't make any junk. I'm here for a reason and my mm -hmm. job is cover what that is and I have literally been reinventing myself yep. all the time and oh. uncovering what is that reason and who am I today and has that evolved and changed and has it been a roller coaster have there been really hard hard times absolutely but you know that drive and that desire to really what's next mm -hmm. is about who am I being and what is the impact that I am here? And it's always in service of a bigger picture. Yep. What is my life in service of?
I mm -hmm. always ask that question. Wow. I don't know what to say, Christine. You just, as I said from the start, you know, you just blow my mind away with regards to, you know, what you can, what you've accomplished and what you keep doing. It's just, it's just totally amazing. So now with, um, you know, in interesting times like this, you know, what is your advice for our listeners? You know, people are at home. There's a lot of free time. Some people are just doing nothing pretty much. I mean, what should people be doing now in your view so they can come out punching once this whole thing is over and whatever the new normal be? Yes, I'm so yeah. glad you asked that question. Yeah. I think I have worked harder in this period of time than ever because I want to come out punching. I want to come out having learned new skills. I have not, I, I might have watched, we've been in complete and total lockdown uh, since March 13th. Yeah. I think I have watched two movies total mm -hmm. and one of them was um, Frozen 2 with my kids. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a great yeah. movie. <laughs> so I really haven't been watching um, any kind of TV or any Netflix binging. Mm -hmm. I don't do any of that. I haven't, I set an intention on a daily basis mm -hmm. and that intention is what will I learn today and what purpose will I serve today? What is my daily purpose today? Yes. So those two practices help me to understand and really be, be of value and be of service. Mm -hmm. So why is that important? Because I have learned things uh, in business in the last eight weeks that I didn't even imagine myself doing eight weeks ago. Yep. There have been opportunities coming towards me that I didn't even imagine would be available. And I've been making, helping my clients make business pivots as well as looking at, well, what are the things that I'm doing next? So if you're watching too much Netflix or you feel kind of guideless or purposeless, you practice those two things turn it off and start to actually watch, you know, not the news per se, but mind feeding in a way. It's like, I want to learn something of value that will help me create a new opportunity and a new way forward. Yeah. Wow, does that make sense? Awesome. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. So it's like how, I mean, following on, on uh, to that, Christine. So how do people know when it's time to like actually do reinvent themselves? I mean, in your, in your view and opinion, what are the triggering uh, factors, would you say? Well, unfortunately, most people wait until they're in too much pain to reinvent themselves. So mm -hmm. pain is one of the drivers of human beings. And it's not until they've wasted, you know, the last nine weeks of their lives, binge eating, binge watching, binge drinking, not taking care of their bodies, not taking mm -hmm. care of their health. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not feeling where I want to be. I'm not making the money I want to be. And they're in agony they're in pain and there's a lot of shame, guilt, all kinds of emotional responses that they have around that. Yep. And so unfortunately as a human, we're driven often by pain and you can rewrite that. So one of the benefits of understanding that it's like, okay, that happened. Mm -hmm. You can either choose to dwell in it. You can beat yourself up some more about it, or you can choose to do something differently right now. Yeah. And reinvention is a right now phenomenon. It's a, it's a reset and you have the opportunity to invent who you are on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. It's not set it and let it and you're going to be fixed. There's one, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. Mm -hmm. I say that a lot. People hear me say that all the time. But that's one thing. So you can create the life that you're up for anytime you want. There's a few things that you need to do first. Yep. One, let go of the baggage in the past. Derail the negative conversations. So if you need help derailing those negative conversations, there's a lot of really great coaches in the world that can supply you with the tools that you need to do that. 
if you need to really invent yourself, I'm always pointing my clients towards what's the future you're living into. Mm -hmm. And have you created a powerful enough future that gets you moving? Because I promise you, if you invent and create a powerful future, you won't be net, you won't be binging on Netflix. You won't be looking to mm. douse your feelings with alcohol or drugs or any of those things mm -hmm. that you like to turn to. Food, comfort, you know, all of that yeah. stuff. You really will be investigating what you know it is that is impactful for you and what drives you. And that's exciting. Yeah, it and is. The other thing I think is understanding that. You know, if we have learned nothing, life is short. The only moment mm. you actually have is the one you're in right now. Yep. So being present is a big deal. And you want to practice who are you being and are you being present and in the present moment with whomever is in front of you or what you're currently doing. Yep. If you're thinking or being anywhere else in your thoughts, you're not present. Oh, you're not being yeah. here now. Mm -hmm. And the only moment that you have in time is the one you have right now. Awesome. Awesome. You're hearing my loud children in the background. That's, that's, that's totally fine, Christine. My, mine's just outside. <laughs> it's feeding time here in the open household. <laughs> Two teenagers and a little guy. So. It's all good. Makes it more real. Makes it more real. Yeah. <laughs> so, Christ yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christine, if you can have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be? Huh. A billboard with anything on it. Yep. Hmm. That and the billboard is about you know summing up what I say, or is the billboard yeah. about like could a be, tagline? Yeah, it could be a tagline. Could be anything about you. Could be anything. What What would you want people to see about you? I think live your best life now. Oh, that's good. I'm going to write that one down, Christine. <laughs> Be now and live it now. There's nothing else. And, and I really think that when we look at all of the heightened levels of anxiety people are experiencing, mm -hmm. uh, there are so many ways you can live your best life right now. Yeah. And one of the practices that, we, that I use and that I encourage other people to use is gratitude. Mm -hmm. you know, if you yeah. can't be miserable and grateful at the same time, they're mm -hmm. opposing forces. They don't, yep. they don't exist at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you can find gratitude in the smallest, smallest thing. And that includes for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. What do you want to acknowledge? What are you proud of? What are you excited for? You know, so there's a lot to be said in that simple practice that mm -hmm. restores you if you're having a rough day or having a bad day, you know, we're all, you could start your day. I'm like, ah, today I'm going to slay and it's going to be the best day ever. Yeah. And by noon, you got a phone call and a deal fell through or you didn't get what you wanted or the, the sale didn't happen or the client didn't come on or, the, you know, your, your boyfriend dumped you or your, your girlfriend left you. Like all of those things can happen to you in a day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you're living your best life now, you will have the skills and the tools to deal with that. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Powerful, powerful stuff. Now, Christine, what superpower do you wish you had? If you could choose you know one what? superpower. Yeah. My superpower is the one I actually have, and it's the power of listening. Wow. I am always listening for what people mm. don't say. I'm mm -hmm. listening for the unsaid, what is it that they're really committed to? Because there's words that we speak, yeah. and, and those words are being informed by some kind of background conversation, some kind of noise, that if I can tap into what's in the unsaid, that's the magical part. Wow. That's where the juicy 
produces. So I think my superpower is listening. Awesome. Awesome. And what would you say your theme song will be uh, during your time in quarantine? Who's zooming who? <laughs> that's, <laughs> right? that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's really my theme song right now. It's like, who is zooming who? Nah, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Now we'll have to work towards uh, wrapping up, Christine. Super mindful of your time. Um, incredible conversation. Really appreciate your, you know, your honesty and, and openness. So, um, you know, thank you for that. Uh, uh, my extreme pleasure. I'm so yeah. glad to do that. <laughs> two, two last questions. First is uh, where can people find out more about yourself and your work? And uh, the second one is what parting words of wisdom would you have, um, or would you like to share for anyone that's listening or, or watching? Okay. So you can find me on every social media uh, channel, uh, Facebook. It's uh, Christine Nielsen, N-I-E-L-S-E-N, or Contrast Results Group is our company. You can also find me on Instagram at Coach C Official. That's actually my favorite spot to post things. And mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, you'll find me at Christine Nielsen, and it's spelled the Danish way. I did marry a Canadian Dan. <laughs> um, and then uh, also our business line is ContrastResultsGroup.com. So you can find me everywhere. I'm everywhere. I'm also have a YouTube channel um, mm-hmm. where you'll see, you'll maybe even see this interview at some point up there yeah. on that YouTube channel. <laughs> so, uh, cause I would love to be able to have your permission to post it. Sure. In sure terms thing. of um, parting words of wisdom. And I think this is really critical is that you really only have this one life to live, live it now and stop mm-hmm. leaving anything on the table. If you have a dream, it's big enough to dream it. It's big enough for you to go for it. If you are concerned, fearful, let that go. Just live Mm -hmm. now and go after what it is that you're capable and what's possible for you in your life and constantly be reinventing. It's fun. Yeah, it is. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Awesome. Amazing. Totally amazing, Christine. Thanks again. I really appreciate your time to be on the show. And uh, yeah, I hope to uh, see you soon. (laughs) <laughs> me too i can't wait to see you when this is all done we'll be yeah. able to have a big party and yeah. you know yeah. i get it we'll all be social distancing etc yeah. it will this too shall pass yeah. okay right on, right <laughs> this on. too shall pass and we will, i think we will all be better for it right on all I right hope. guys <laughs> yeah i hope you guys have uh, enjoyed this interview you know you can find me on social media as well at um i'm tack lee also at live turn x Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys um, in the next episode. YOLO, YOLO, it's our show, oh, oh, there's one thing we know with all our cargo, it's turning our hero.